You are listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever. I'm Shewell. And I'm Ajax Gravesguard. We'll be casting witchy vibes and sonic spells until 6 p.m. So gather around, light a candle, and levitate with us. You just heard Uri with Superficial, before that was Cusina Povera with Electra. And starting off our show today was Chelsea Wolf with American Darkness. And we are deep in Libra season right now. How's Libra season for you? It's good. Yeah. I have positive vibes associated with mm-hmm. Libra season and Octobers in general. Yeah. I think you and I both have a lot of Libras in our family, and that's part of it, I think. Yes. Uh, a lot of, I don't know, what do you want to do? conversations happen in my family uh, yeah that's a <laughs> classic libra yeah 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 i feel like libras are, are very um they're like they're nice people to spend time with i guess yeah they're great uh equalizers yeah um and tend to be good listeners as well mm-hmm. i find yeah they're good at uh good at gatherings i would say yes yeah, um, but we're getting close to Scorpio season, also known in these parts as ex-boyfriend season. <laughs> <laughs> she wolf's rising sun season. Happy birthday month to ninety-eight percent of my ex-boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> and our moon is in a waxing gibbous in Aquarius right now, uh, and we're going to read as usual as we have been doing for the past few months um the waxing gibbous in aquarius moon scope from the astrological grimoire now <laughs> out in uh <laughs> bookstores and apothecaries around you yeah and all kind all different dimensions this is a time for testing out your newfound strengths and for growing strange new directions try to hold your hand try to steady your wobbly legs you might feel as if you're stitched together out of so many fabrics filled with wild colors and feelings and everything might feel as if it's weird uh it's full of weird riddles for which the solution is just out of reach the universe wants to see what you can do when you get frustrated it wants to give you space to prove something to yourself don't get stuck you've been here before and those practices have sharpened your teeth and made you stronger let your thoughts move in weird patterns like spirals and trapezoids. What can these new ways of thinking show you? Oof, that really hit home. Mm. Thanks. Tell me about it. Thanks, former me. Yeah. <laughs> now I've been thinking uh, so much about uh, patterns recently and like uh, particularly patterns of behavior or like that sense of deja vu you get when you're like, wait. I've been here before. I've had this emotional experience before. I am the common denominator mm-hmm. of this. And I've been thinking a lot about that yeah. notion. Um, it's so easy to kind of float through life and be like, wow, why do these same things crop up over and over? Um, and so I'm... That's one of those things that's hard to see when you're the thing that's singing. It's so hard. Um, and... And in this Libra season, I have taken great strides to um, slow down 
and like watch and observe my reactions to things and the muscle memory I have to react or behave in certain ways and to try to stop myself and be like, but why? Yeah, where it's does definitely it, where a does muscle. This, where does this always lead you? And then you always end up being like, wait, why am I here again? Why me? Um, but I'll tell you, it's real hard to, <laughs> to like go down the untrod, untrodden path. Uh, so I like this moon scope uh, in that and allowing your thoughts to move in weird patterns because that's well, what I'm spirals. trying to do right now. Spirals is something we talk about a whole lot when it comes to repeating and when it comes to time um, and and kind of like distended notions of time and uh, especially when it comes to things we repeat, right? Spirals yeah. are something that we mention a lot in the book and on the show. Um, I don't even think it counts as a weird pattern anymore because it's sort of like mm. the, it is the default pattern. pattern. Yeah, it's the <laughs> default pattern. Yeah. That's really true. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm very... I'm interested in in the, my, my own cognitive shapes and patterns right now and feeling the, the pinch of like, all right, let's take stock of how far you've come in some of these. Not like there's some big end goal, but just more of a an awareness yeah and i'm curious too um if there is a um a desire for veering onto a different path or just uh traveling the same path but with less pain that's interesting that you say that because or with less i don't want to say pain uh, like less i guess friction um weirdly enough it's almost the inverse of that because i think historically a pattern of mine has been to not acknowledge like painful feelings uh or to to judge them in some way or i get really obsessed and i used to get really obsessed with the notion of like is this a healthy feeling which is kind of absurd when i say it out loud like all feelings are probably healthy um are they though? Well, I yes, I think that they are. I mean, I think as long as you're not falling into like a- obsessive feelings, um, but I think for me the danger has always been I really tend to like negate my own negative feelings or judge myself harshly for having them. Yeah, and I don't think I equate negative feelings yeah. with um, friction or less friction. I I don't think I say friction or non-friction mm. or like difficulty yeah. i don't think i mean that in terms of like escapism necessarily i really mean um more more in an efficiency sense or a, a sort of evolutionary sense mm, yeah. um if it's if the goal is to travel the same path but but with a with an evolved sense of things, or is it to travel different paths? I think evolved sense of things, because my the experiment that I've kind of undertaken is like uh, just letting myself feel all the feelings that I have without mm-hmm. trying to like judge or change any of them. Yeah, and so it's been interesting because it's like 
I've been, I've had like, I've been really sad. And once upon a time, I think I would have like really judged myself for that or like given myself some time limit of like, okay, you have 20 minutes to be sad and then you just got to get over it. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, Whose voice is that? It's probably, <laughs> sorry, mom, if you're listening, that's totally my mom. Um, <laughs> um, hi, yeah. So hi, I, Mama Graber. Yeah, oh. you know, she's just, she gets shit done, man. She's, yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, so for me, it's kind of this late, later in life lesson of like, well, you know, what if you just let yourself, what if this is part of the evolution is just to like, go through the thing without trying to like distract or escape or judge um and it does it does very much like in this moon scope it feels like very new territory Mm. for me um yeah and has been it's been good i mean it's been sad but it's been good like there's good in the sadness i guess i should say i thought of you today because um in my house we moved the ficus plant uh-huh. And I don't know if you know very much about ficus plants, but they are so um, averse to change that if you move them in your house, <laughs> they start dying and like dropping leaves. But oh, yeah. uh, what Total happens Taurus. is they they drop a bunch of leaves and then they spring back up again because they've like rehabituated to the new oh. corner. And it's been really interesting to be like, oh, you kind of have to like go all the way to death and yeah. then come back to life. Um, and, and I, I'm just like, what do you see in this corner that's different from the corner yeah. before? Whoa. The molecules are slightly different, I guess, but it's air and it's like, I mean, the light is like similar. I don't know. It's just, it's totally a Taurus plant. It's such a, yeah, <laughs> But man. I was like, what do you, like, I guess this doesn't happen to Ficus plants in the wild, you land, and that's where you live. <laughs> people, just, people just coddle us too much. That's the problem. Um, they accommodate our uh, unwillingness to change. Yeah, it's like if you landed in a spot that yeah. you didn't thrive in, you just died. You just died. You know? Yeah, no, it's um, true. It's like evolve or die, yeah. essentially. I, I resonate. I think a, I've been thinking a lot about, um, it's a quote by David Foster Wallace, uh, everything I've ever let go of has claw marks in it. Hmm. And I'm like, that's some Taurus mm-hmm. uh, shit right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, thanks to to the former ourselves for <laughs> that great uh, moon talk advice. Yeah. Do you want to uh, briefly talk about the events we have coming up this month and next? Yeah. So let me see if I can related to the, the astrological grimoire. October 20th at the Witches Confluence in San Francisco. It's at the SF County Fair Building in Golden Gate Park. And it is, of course, run by Casey Zabala, who has been on the show. um, Also known for the Wanderers Tarot. Yeah. So we're going to be signing books on Sunday, the 20th, I believe at noon. So if you want your book signed or just to come hang out, there's a lot of really cool stuff going on i am certainly gonna go try to see sarah fontaine who will be there we've also had in the show she's doing um some readings Um, and and the marketplace is free you don't need a ticket to the uh which is confluence to to go to the marketplace it's an open kind of um you know uh set of vendors um but also encourage you if you are a witch who's looking to learn from seasoned witches uh to get 
a full pass for the full weekend. Also, sidebar, uh, it's so funny. I, I was laughing because I um, just bought a ticket to go see the band Witch, W-I-T-C-H, mm-hmm. on Monday. And I, I don't know who scheduled this, but the, there's also another band named Witch playing the night before. Mm. <laughs> it's like, wow, really are peak peak witch uh, mm-hmm. influence right there. Um, you gotta, you know, you gotta imagine with picking that name for your band yeah. that you're going to coincide with another band it's which. true though to, to to w-i-t-c-h's credit they're like a zambian rock band from the 70s so they've been around for a while but the other one is like i don't know some 90s super group uh okay anyhow uh on october 28th you and virgie tovar are doing a we're doing decks and nudes Dex at the and, ruby yes that's uh 6 30 to 8 30 p.m we're gonna do uh, a class about using tarot to talk about our relationships to the body. And Virgie Tovar is a uh, world-famous um, body positivity activist and writer and scholar. So she's going to have some great things to say. What kind of noodles are you guys going to have? I already have noodle FOMO. For well, we're going to dedicate the noodles to you. Thank you. I will be. We'll pour one out for I'll you. I'll be wandering we'll, the. We'll toss a toss yeah. a nude. On I think the I'm gonna be. For in, you. I'll be in Malibu, um, so I will. No. Leave. Well. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll <laughs> uh, text you a, a noodle. Yeah. Photo. Send me some noodle noodle pics. Nude, send me some nudes. Yeah. Like, I will. Like literal send nudes. Send you a nude. Um. Okay, and then on Friday, November first, we are doing an event. At Skylight Books in Los Angeles with Yumi Sakugawa. So excited. Oh my god, I'm so thrilled. I am in the middle of taking her current... Uh, she um, did a like online class called How to Manifest Your Creative Desires into Reality. Mm. Um, and I am in the middle of watching it, and it's so incredible. She's just... Also, my, I've told her my... If you don't follow her on Instagram, you should. It's at Yumi Sakugawa. And my phone, I've told her, she does this whole series on Instagram stories. It's just called, like, Mindful Dating. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can find some good ones to read. My phone is literally, like, 75% just screenshots of these. Um, I'll read a couple because they're just so good. Um, let's see. Uh, you are the sun. Allow only relationships into your life that can seamlessly orbit with you with ease, with minimal effort. Release the ones that require unnecessary effort on your part or cost you unnecessary energy. Keep only the ones that are also suns, the ones that reflect your glorious light back at you because they themselves know how to kindle their own glorious light. Wait, I've got a couple more. Let's see. Um, uh... It's okay to be fucking upset and disappointed and crushed and devastated in matters of the heart because you can care and want so much for yourself. Of course, you're going to feel so many things. Why compartmentalize and minimize when you could be honest and fully feel the darkest, deepest depths of how much a heartbreak hurts you? Isn't that the most loving way to truly honor your truth? Um, yeah, there are so... Oh, um, <laughs> repeat after me. I have zero tolerance for ambiguous romantic situations. Repeat after me. If you're not ready for me, I refuse to wait until you're ready for me. Yeah, she's, they're all... She's she's a total wizard. Yeah, they're really good. 
Uh, and then on November 3rd, yes. we are teaching a workshop also in Los Angeles at um, Junior High, which is a really wonderful new space for young marginalized artists. Um, and we are teaching for intuitively deciphering your birth chart. So if you're in LA, uh, follow us on Twitter at Witch Radio. And as we have more information and where to sign up for these classes or RSVP, um, the links will show up there. Uh, we're also on Twitter at Witch Radio. Tweet at us if you have thoughts on Libra season, ficus plants, spirals, whatever else. We are going to play some more music. This is Richard and Linda Thompson with The Cavalry Cross. You're listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.FM.
You are listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever. You just heard the B-52s with 53 Miles West of Venus. Before that was the Monkees with Porpoise Song. And starting off that set was Richard and Linda Thompson with The Calvary Cross. We have a lot of news on curses for our October month. Yeah, I feel like we've had made quite a collection uh, <laughs> over the last few weeks. You know what else I was just looking at? If you're new to the show, we have a, we call it the scrolls, where we just kind of put links and ideas of things we want to talk about. And man, we also have so much, an embarrassing amount of Tom DeLonge of Blink-182 uh, Alien Hunter news. Someone's just got to like pay me to cover that beat at some point. Yeah, do you want to cover it later in the show? I mean, we can talk about our favorite Blink-182 <laughs> member turned in, uh, alien uh, alien hunter. person. Yeah, a- alien serious uh, researcher, experimenter, whatever. Yeah, I just keep collecting these links. The newest one is Tom DeLonge just paid $35,000 for some rocks he thought were from outer space. Anyways, that's probably a deal. It's probably a deal. Sure. Yeah. yeah, just saying. We there's a, there's a lot more where that came from, but we've we've recently come across quite a lot of curse news um yeah uh do you want to let's let's first do the one that's more of a listicle and then we'll uh, do do more of the um kind of uh curse cultural phenomena love a cursed listicle a cursedicle cursicle so these are welsh curses yeah so should you find yourself in wales uh you know just some cautionary tales um but I, I'd like to know about curses from around the world. You know, you just never know where you're going to find yourself and what you might run into. We've uh, definitely have covered a great deal of uh, cursed eBay objects. And also cursed rocks, removing rocks from places. Yeah. Uh, Don't that, ever move Yeah, rock. rocks have spirits in them. Well, I moved a rock for you. That's true, but it's in a safe space. Um, it, was, it was under um, a summer solstice, so it was yeah. the only day of the year that it was okay to bring a spirited rock it's treated me well um but definitely don't don't buy any haunted dolls off of ebay okay um so five deadly welsh curses that could destroy your life so there's the curse of the raglan castle owl so in celtic mythology the owl is a sign of the underworld if you heard it cry it would signal the approaching death and misfortune it was known as the night hag which i think is a very flattering nickname um you can call me that anytime. Uh, yeah, so there was... I, I'm not even going to attempt... I always forget Welsh is like the most impossible to pronounce language besides Icelandic. Um, Khmer Karvan. That's my... I think it's attempt. like... I think it's like the the, the way that it's spelled doesn't... There's no vowels. Um, does, no, there are vowels, but the way that it's spelled makes it hard to deduce what it's supposed to sound yeah. like. So there was this one... But it's an owl. Yeah, one big <laughs> owl, an extraordinarily large white owl, was often spotted over an ancient battlefield. So people believed it was magical and they should never disturb it. You definitely shouldn't disturb any owls, first of all. Um, but one day, a visitor to this castle mocked the story and killed the owl, only to die a few hours later, choking to death at the dinner table. Yeah, don't, don't fuck with birds, man. Just don't. That's my advice. Especially not owls. There's also a Screaming Skull. This is um, at Flacknot Hall. Uh, this is really interesting to me. So a, a Screaming Skull 
is a human skull, which legend says speaks, screams, or haunts its surroundings. And uh, according to legend, there, uh, the skull of a particular Prince of Wales is contained in a box in this hall and uh, said to affect the entire building, has cursed the building. And um, every time it has been removed, this is sort of like the ficus plant, right? Yeah. Like does. doesn't want to be removed. This is its home. So the skull must stay. But this is interesting to me because I've been reading a book about the... Um, the history of religion, in particular, mm-hmm. the history of um, the humanoid god, and how one of the early patterns we see is skulls removed from the um, skulls removed from corpses of um, loved ones and placed under the home or in fields. Oh. Kind of like this early sense of like this is how you keep that person's soul with us, and this is how you keep maybe a connection with that um, now possibly spirit world self that could maybe affect the crops, could affect things that are kind of uh, tied to the underworld. Um, so I think the this whole kind of like skull as proxy to spiritual um, connection is yeah. really interesting. That is really interesting. Also, a big plot point in Hamlet, York, the school. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm. Uh, you know, I feel like I learned this really at an early age by watching Beetlejuice on repeat. You should not. You should just try to coexist peacefully with any ghosts or cursed objects in your home. Next, we have cursed wells. Uh, wells are a common way to curse people. One uh, former practice is. And this, we'll mention this again because this comes up in both of the things we're going to talk about is there's an ancient practice of um, having someone inscribe a curse for you onto a tablet and throwing it into a well. Oh. And sometimes uh, you you know pay a fee. And um, in this other piece we're going to talk about, it is noted that the vast number of these kind of inscribed cursed tablets or healing tablets that have been found in archaeological digs seems to point to uh, this being a cottage industry or business at a time that you would you would pay for this service. Yeah, uh, which has propagated to uh, modern times. Uh, we've talked a lot about the Etsy curse or the Etsy spell that you can buy. Peace which capitalism. Um, and it's it's interesting. I don't. I, I think that has to do with the capitalism. Mm-hmm. But I'm also thinking about how a lot of the the curses and spells that are paid for are are non material. You're not paying for a thing that's branded. Yeah. You're paying for like vibes or energy work. Yeah. You're paying for like belief, really. Yeah. Um, that's and right. sometimes they would uh, se- they would skewer a frog, uh, oh, put no. it on a put it on some corks and throw it in the well, uh, see how the float uh, the frog floated, uh, and that would determine how the person would suffer. And often, the ritual for lifting these curses was you'd have to drain the well and Whoa. remove the cursed tablet from it which is quite a lot of work it means you gotta like really get over your bad feelings for somebody you know like you gotta really just be like all right i i care deeply enough that i'm willing to to go to these great lengths which if you're pissed enough to curse somebody i don't know how you're gonna get to that place anyways 
Uh, well, I, I don't think you're always the one removing your own curse. You know what I mean? Like it's no, no, no. Like you're removing the curse from the other person, right? Yeah, but if it's if it's for yourself, yeah, arguably it's it could go either way. It could be true. it could be just as selfish. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yew uh, trees. Yew uh, tree is a native tree to Wales. Um, they've long been a tree that's been held sacred by the Druids. Um, Sylvia Plath has a great poem. It's really creepy about a yew tree. Um, so the tree has qualities of longevity and regeneration, and it came to represent death and rebirth. The superstitious belief is that anyone chopping a yew tree down would suffer an ancient curse or even eternal damnation. Yeah, I also believe you should not be like chopping down trees. Read the overstory by Richard Powers, which is from the perspective of trees. And you will never fuck with the tree again. And lastly, we have the witches of Yandana. Mm. So there's a, there was a boat of witches which arrived on the shore. They'd been cast out of their community for their wicked practices. The locals were like, go back, get in the sea. But they witnessed one week from thirst and hunger. And they ordered a spring of pure water to burst forth on the sands. And it did. So these strange witches were allowed to stay. But they continued their evil ways. And the parish developed a reputation. And one particular witch was, uh, her curse was cursing milk so that it would not turn to butter. So that her nickname was Big Bella. It's also interesting that that's the curse <laughs> that milk won't turn i mean to butter. butter is delicious and like if that's the only way you, you could have you ever actually tried to make butter from yes. cream you gotta like shake the jar for like five hours i've accidentally made butter before yeah. while trying to make whipped cream but yeah. it was in the wrong shape so i imagine it'd be really annoying if you were trying to make butter like that and like really wearing out your arms shaking this jar and it never became butter that's, on the other hand your milk cursed. is still milk yeah you know it stays milk Depends on what you value. <laughs> I think I value butter. Um, I, just, I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I mean, I don't have an um, an opinion in the matter. But like, I just when I read that, I was like, oh, milk that doesn't curdle. <laughs> That's like a nice technology. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I was like, could be a blessing, could be a curse. Big Bella was like an early um, food innovator. Yeah, totally disrupting the, the dairy industry. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about this Gia Tolentino piece from the New Yorker. How do we, we want to oh, like? Sorry, yes. Oh, do we want to do snackoscopes and then come back? Sure. And do this. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I feel like we can talk for a while. We can talk for this. a while about this. That's All not right. a bad idea. Okay. So we're in Libra season. Libra, this is a good week to let yourself be a little still, a little soft, a little unsure. You might find yourself endlessly weighing people's words and decisions against your own, but the truth is, the only person you're in competition with is yourself. The next time you feel pulled in two directions, sit down, literally, see what your body says. Listen to Nick Cave and eat toast. Scorpio, you might feel a little moody this week, but what else is new? Uh, at this time, you might see it as an invitation to observe your innate reactions to things. Before you let yourself get swept up in a tidal wave of emotions that knocks you off your feet, see what tangible things you can observe around you in order to ground yourself. Name them. Eat nuts and listen to Slayer. Sagittarius, the energy you feel this week might feel a little frantic, a little like you can't catch your breath. While normally you might welcome this distraction, it can threaten to undo you this week, uh, to take you away from what's important. The solution for this is to get very still, to notice things that take their time to unfold, like clouds changing shape. Listen to Prince and eat fruit. My personal recommendation is to develop an obsession over an animal and 
devote your life to watching that animal, which is what my life has become. Oh, well, that's a, that is a very like <laughs> meditative practice. I feel like. Uh, well, it's it's. Um, I would say that it is. It is something that takes me out of myself. Yeah, I feel that with um. I have like a hummingbird that visits me every day, and I just I like watching my little hummingbird. Yeah. We are on Twitter at Witch Radio. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram at Witch Radio. We're going to play some more music and come back and talk about more curses. This yes. is Rosalia with Pienzo and Tumira. Uh, you are listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm. Sonriendo para la calle Porque todo pueden ver Los joyuelitos que te salen Y del aire cuando pasa Tú levantaste el cabello Y del oro que te viste Por amarrarse a tu cuello Y el cielo de la luna Que tú quieras mirarlo Hasta del agua que bebe Cuando te moja los labios Que son tu mirada, tu mirada clava
You are listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm, Best Frequencies Forever. 
You just heard Onra with Love Triangle. Before that was Shusha Santa Maria with River Neva. And starting off that set was Rosalia with Pienzo and Tu Mira. We've got more curse news. Uh, this is a piece from Gia Tolentino, Gia Tolentino in The New Yorker. Uh, have you read Trick Mirror yet? I have not, but it's on my library holds list. I read it last week, and i uh, it's as good as everyone says it is. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of her writing in The New Yorker. Yeah, I feel like her beat is like um, really nuanced takes yes. on on basic culture yeah. and about like internet phenomena but i really enjoy how because I, I think it's really easy to like write off quote-unquote basic things like athleisure or um you know a group eth- like what would you call it like group yoga type classes <laughs> what yoga are those with goats no no more like like pop physique what do you call oh, that yeah. like set of aerobics fitness boutique fitness um things like the wedding industry um social media influencers scams uh these things that are sort of like i think a lot of them you associate with like a certain kind of people who then don't get um intelligent things written about them Mm. it's more just like yeah those those categories are relegated to like these are things we make fun of and um have puff pieces about um and i really appreciate that she kind of does deep dives on on things that are i i want to say like people put these in categories of like not smart or not um uh, like cultured you know totally yeah and she's like uh curious and sympathetic like mm-hmm. i actually we're like i'm a big fan of a lot of quote-unquote basic stuff yeah same. um and like non-ironically so i love vanderpump rules i love uh the california pizza kitchen i love a good <laughs> starbucks latte like i <laughs> i love expensive yoga pants like i like, I like that california <laughs> pizza kitchen is in that list <laughs> well, you know, my watch? parents love california pizza i mean it's pizza not kitchen, good it's why. just comforting you, you know what i think that came from though do you are you watching succession at all no it's on hbo it's it's really good um and i feel like i came to it because people everyone on twitter was like oh my god i'm like yes i will do this because everyone else is telling me to watch it but there's this um are you familiar with uh king lear the shakespeare play Mm -hmm. at all so it's sort of loose like a modern retelling of king lear with this um patriarch who's sort of like this big uh corporate probably based on like um I don't know who's a really famous like the Koch brothers or something you mm-hmm. know um mm-hmm. and he's really old and all his kids are sort of like battling over who's gonna get um parts of the company but there's this one character on it cousin Greg and he's meant to be like the fool character like mm-hmm. he's very naive and very sweet and always bumbling but he like weirdly holds all of the knowledge because people tell him everything because they think he's really dumb mm-hmm. um but there's this really great scene in it where he asks one of the cousins he's like hey have you, have you ever heard of California Pizza Kitchen? Like, do, do you want to go to dinner there? And the guy just starts laughing at him, and he's like, absolutely not. He's like, but they make a really great, like, chicken linguine, just the way I like it. And I was, there's, like, this BuzzFeed quiz going around, like, which succession character are you? And I was like, I don't even need to take this quiz. Chicken like, linguine. <laughs> I am Cousin Greg, like, to a T. Anyways, sorry. Sidebar note. Um, yeah, I'm sure there will be a Gia piece about succession soon. Yes. 
yeah so yeah i appreciate and i'll just her, read that <laughs> her, her nuanced takes um but then this one she gets into uh how we came to live in quote-unquote cursed times yeah and this is referring to like cursed energy via memes uh tiktok videos internet accounts um cursed uh happenings cursed news um and i really love uh the term cursed because it perfectly encapsulated for me the sense of like something's not right about this you know like a a lot of the cursed memes or cursed images accounts you're just like i don't really know why this is so uncomfortable but it is yeah it's sort of like an updated uh it's sort of an uncanny yeah Yeah, like that, that sense yeah so apparently there are on instagram there's cursed and blessed birds cursed neoliberal images cursed shirts I'm going to look up all of these later. I really loved um, the RIP, the um, briefly excellent Twitter account, Cursed TikToks, which is now gone because of copyright infringement. Is TikTok like Vine, like what Vine used to be? I don't really know what TikTok is. Yeah, there's (laughs) funny you should mention because there's also a very good Gia Tolentino piece on TikTok. Okay, I'm going to check it out. I also feel like bad Garfields fall into like cursed. Oh, yeah. Cursed objects. My my personal little cursed. Yeah, cursed Garfields. It should have been cursed Garfields. Yeah, really. Maybe I'll revive bad Garfield. (laughs) badgarfields.com go yeah. there it's really out of date i haven't looked at it in, i don't even know if i can still log into tumblr oh it was on tumblr yeah it was a tumblr interesting yeah badgarfields.com yeah tumblr even saying tumblr you're like oh, oh yeah tumblr. that's from the yesteryear <laughs> dude i can't somebody pointed out that like we're, we're gonna be in a new decade next year which was something i hadn't even comprehended until like two minutes ago oh i think about that a lot i, I think because I mean, it's kind of stupid why I think about it, but um, I think a lot about how many puns we're going to have about, like, visioning the future in 2020. Oh. Because of, like... 2020. And I think a lot of people are thinking about, like, because the thinking about the future is so urgent right now. I'm like, oh, man, that's... Also, I think just pummeled with like election stuff i oh, i feel like i cannot not think about I'm gonna how need to be we're medicated gonna... <laughs> anyway we are we are in cursed times it's true <laughs> um, um yeah but gia mentions uh what we briefly mentioned in our last break about this um former cottage industry around cursing people yeah um these carved cursed tablets that would be buried or thrown into wells um to try to bring suffering on unlucky souls and uh there are so many of them that it seems like there was a business around it right yeah uh which now we just have etsy essentially yeah and now (laughs) i wonder too if like curses are cumulative if they wear off over time or if we are just at a that's tipping point question. of cursedness yeah i also really liked uh excited to see jenny odell cited in this uh friend of the show so jenny says uh for me cursed brings to, to mind a sort of unholy juxtaposition things that shouldn't be together in a way that makes the whole thing feel senseless she mentioned as an example finding a cheeseburger next to a copy of sun myung moon's divine principle while working as an artist in residence at a dump in san francisco yeah, Jenny and I have a, are part of a group DM that is often f- sort of like v- 
ping pongs between extremely cursed things <gasps> and extremely blessed I things. I want in on this group DM. Uh, she and describes, you can start your own. Okay. She describes, I mean, I not not to not to <laughs> say like, but I highly recommend starting okay. group DMs that are this just sharing um, cursed and blessed right. things. DM me if because you I don't um, I don't use I don't use Twitter anymore. Yeah. Oh, it's a Twitter. All right. Slide into my DMs if you yeah. want to start a. Oh no no I not on Twitter. We have like okay. a separate thing. But I because I don't use Twitter anymore. It's how I. I come to, to to discover the curse to, to discover yeah. curses now also I like that she describes cursed energy as quote normcore horror it's like yeah i love that um but i also like so gia says it's not just creepy images it, the word has acquired a new new valences has come to signify increasingly generalized feelings of anxiety and malaise um, she's like, we must be cursed, one would think, to spend so much of our day walking around with our eyes glued to a device that provokes bad feelings. Um, yeah, and I think it's interesting that cursed things are kind of inherently funny. Like, we have to kind of laugh at the curse because yes. that's our coping mechanism in 2019 going into 2020. That... Um, and I, I, I don't know. I think I think a lot about how much the internet and social media has shaped and warped our sense of what's funny. Yeah. And I, a really interesting um, experiment for everyone who is a, a Twitter user or has had a Twitter account for some time uh i've i've had one for like 12 years or something like that yeah i think you can about 10 yeah so you can request your twitter data and it's it'll be um i think in your account page somewhere you can request your twitter data and then they'll send you a link to download everything in your twitter um from the and it includes retweets you know in the past however long you've had it i recommend looking through that and kind of like seeing if you still recognize some of the stuff in there like i I was just looking at the um i just did this and i purged my twitter data but i i was looking through the images and i like had this sense of like i don't know whose life this was Mm. because i don't remember any of this and it wasn't it wasn't stuff from me yeah it wasn't stuff that i experienced it was stuff that i liked or retweeted and and now i i have a copy of it but like it was also really interesting to be like i don't find this funny anymore sure but it's only been i mean like a lot i think shifted yeah in the past just three years i think and And i wonder yeah yeah and i couldn't i didn't recognize a lot of it and i was like oh that's so funny that like this there's this kernel of self that exists outside of me that evolved on a separate timeline from the self that i live in the in the physical world Mm, totally yeah and i also want i think a lot about um like what i always wonder how much uh, other generations like perceived the time that they lived in as like urgent or doomed or apocalyptic in some way and i i also wonder how much 
social media and the internet influences us like collectively because i think about like pre-internet right your main sources of like information came from books or the news or the radio and so i imagine in some ways then different parts of the world and particularly different parts of this country were much more compartmentalized in the way that they like took in information but there seems to be now with like between Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, like we live in this very strangely collective influence, you know, where like I feel very influenced by like when I read Twitter and what people on the East Coast are like freaking out about, you know, or whatever. And I'm like, oh, it probably didn't used to feel that way. So I wonder how that like, I don't know if I'm articulating that right, but like I wonder how much our, our psychological makeup is sort of changing in that sense because of what we're exposed to and how often we're exposed to it yeah i'm interested in particular too with how that shapes what we find funny yeah well i like she she kind of ends this piece where she says you know it's easier to see dread in individual objects um and so it's like we project like all these like cursed objects accounts it's like there's they're just symbols for like the sort of like ongoing dread (laughs) we feel you know it's like something to project all that like anxious or uncertain energy onto. I don't know. Yeah, and I um, I recently watched uh, the recent episode of SNL starring Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Oh, I didn't see that one yet. And uh, and I think I don't think SNL has gotten like I don't I don't think it's gotten like better or worse necessarily over the years. I feel like it's always been kind of hit or miss. Yeah. For me, and of course, certain eras people have more of an attachment to because of who's on the show and when they were watching it or keeping up but i have always felt like you know there are some really strong skits and there's some that just like really fall flat for me and i noticed how interesting it is that like for me the stuff that's a current events commentary is just like not funny to me anymore but the stuff that's absurd is like i just could not hold it together with my <laughs> laughter and I, I and I recognize this like oh wait what I find funny now is like I mean not only are those jokes being written as sort of um you know it's like th- that joke probably formed via like internet humor uh influence but it's also like the st- I, I think it's just like really hard to find political jokes funny mm, now because it's like yeah, oversaturating. Yeah, uh, it's it's just like all the stuff that we found funny about about Donald Trump like only boosted him. You know what I mean? Totally. And so it and just like a lot of jokes about I don't know things that were probably funny. 10 years ago i was just like i don't know it's stale i feel like it's like we're in a different time now but the stuff that i was laughing at i was like oh <laughs> this really does feel like it went through a neural net um for like oh let's juxtapose random things and like that was funny to me yeah you know totally yeah and there's a bit uh in gia's piece about tiktok about that too how tiktok runs on uh ai uh suggestions and that sometimes means that like the stuff that percolates to the top 
is in the cursed realm <laughs> because it's just that's like what people want n- not even that's what people want that's what the neural net chose the ne- wait uh, d- ex- describe a neural net to me or like define it for me because i don't so, think i know what that is so really simply it's um a computer algorithm that looks at a bunch of things okay. and um and learns okay and so if you're looking at a bunch of things that people are liking on uh tiktok it's gonna look at all those things with a really kind of um non-human uh point of view look at what those things have in common and then suggest things that are kind of in that vein Interesting. and what ends up happening is sometimes the thing that percolates to the top is not something that a human would recognize as similar to those it's what the like collection of data recognizes so you end up with these things that are kind of like unexplained but popular because it just happens to have that much in common with all these other things or it happens to like they start to notice trends like if the trend is headed toward like I don't know more legs then it's gonna like <laughs> yeah. uh, focus on like these these objects that it can it can kind of like see and identify in yeah. in the um in these videos reminds and that's of, uh, like really fascinating to me yeah it reminds me of uh and jenny odell's book where she talks about like how, how the algorithms shape us and like shape our taste yeah which is something i think about a lot yeah and gia touches upon yeah. that too which is like TikTok is shaping humor yeah, and that's um, creepy to me. That's really and, creepy. Yeah, and and neural nets are shaping TikTok. Yeah, and because then it's, I'm like, what does it do to like our actual human psychology? Yeah, have, and I like, think to have something artificial and in, influencing us in that way. Yeah, and I don't. I feel like there are kind of like multiple ways that people tend to look at these things. Like people who um, think of that as creepy people think who think of that as inevitable or like Mm. this is this is just um another tool we're going to be using and people who think of that as like the next thing that you have to get on and make money around Mm. you know and it's like different um and there's probably other things in between but there's kind of like different ideas about it based on like how much you understand about it it seems yeah Yeah, that makes sense yeah and i like i'm really fascinated with human collaboration with ai as an art form that has been emerging quite a lot i was just i spent time at a little um advanced divinatory workshop down in la and one of the attendees was a, um, a poet who collaborates with um, AI and neural nets that she writes and um, they kind of like write poetry together and the algorithms see words differently than she does and Whoa. it's a little like Eesh. it's it's kind of this like interesting kind of uh, collaboration between the two like they're it's they're shaping it together and I think yeah. her stance was like this is a hammer um that i'm using in um as a tool you know Mm -hmm. like whether you use a hammer to build a shelf or to 
uh, make a hole in the wall or to you know mm-hmm. hit bash someone over the head whatever like there are many ways of using yeah. a hammer right. and there are also many ways of making a hammer yeah yeah interesting all right i'm going to do some more snackoscopes and then we're going to talk about simulations when we come back okay capricorn this is a good week to look at where you block support help and feeling vulnerable in your life. Sometimes your self-sufficiency can be your anchor, your default setting, but in a weird way, it might make you feel lonely sometimes, not realizing that when you reject other people's support, you reject being uh, known and seen. Try it. Eat popcorn and listen to Lizzo. Aquarius, you might be surprised to find yourself in a little tender this week, a little unsure. Sometimes the calluses on our heart rip off at the most inopportune times, taking our breath away and causing us to wince. Rather than rush to spackle over it, see if you can breathe into this soft new place to investigate what it wants. Listen to Aretha Franklin and eat sushi. Pisces, things below the surface of your soul might feel murky right now, bottomless in their depths. This might make you want to panic to grope for a light switch or the door. Instead, let yourself be weightless. Let yourself float. Get curious about what you encounter in the shadows, even if it looks unfamiliar and scary. The best way out is through. Eat a hot dog and listen to X. And you can tweet us, tweet at us at Witch Radio. We're also on Instagram at Witch Radio. I'm going to play some more music for you. This is Stretch by Maximum Joy. You're listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm.
Listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever. You just heard PJ Harvey with 50 Foot Queenie. Before that was Suburban Lawns with Janitor. Not genitals, it was Janitor. (laughs) Oh, my genitals. Before that was Essential Logic with Wonderful Offer. And starting off that set was Maximum Joy with Stretch. We've got some uh, news. Well, not really news. Uh, we we want to talk about simulations and and this eternal question: Are we living in a simulation? Which comes up in the Gia piece 
um, regarding the cursedness of our current state of being. Yeah, I tend to. I want to believe. I'm sure I mentioned this on the show before, but my general. What I, I like to believe is not that I'm living in a simulation, but that I'm living in a sort of Truman Show-esque TV show. What does that do for you? Um, it it helps me have like a sense of humor because sometimes mm. there'll be like really strange coincidences or plot points that I'm like, man, the scriptwriters this week are just like going for the laughs, but like uh sort of like sympathetic laughs, you know? Uh. I find it really interesting and I don't have a stance either way. I prefer not to believe. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I prefer to, <laughs> I prefer to remove belief from the equation in my personal life, but I like to think about these things. And um, I'm reading a book right now that I mentioned earlier, which is about the history of God uh, in, in a human history, the history of the creation of God, and I find it really interesting to, to think about, uh, you know, our our world as simulation because the the biggest supporters of this particular view tend to be people who are technologists, scientists, people who are concerned with. Um, the fact that math works the same way all over the universe and uh, things like quantum physics and fuzziness and uh, a lot of sort of like science and math based interpretations of the world. And uh, one kind of kernel I've, I've gotten from reading about, um, you know, the path from spiritual animism to polytheism to monotheism to where we are today, which is sort of some mixture of science-based reality and um, an increasing like return to some kind of evangelical something. Um, what's interesting to me is the creation of God in our image, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. And that universe as simulation is sort of like the creation of God in our image for technologists and scientists. Mm, yeah, that's interesting. I was... Uh, shocked to discover that apparently two tech billionaires have gone so far as to secretly engage scientists to work on breaking us out of the simulation. Man, tech money. Oh, it's so interesting too because that is like such a good example of a a um, a belief that is useful. Uh, the um, <laughs> so beliefs are useful, right? Yeah. Like the reason we have them is because they they help us. Um, See, see the world in the ways that help us cope and um, you know the first kind of animist beliefs it is it is speculated that it's it's not something that necessarily is intrinsic to our brains it's more of a side effect of this other thing that we developed that was evolutionarily advantageous which is that if we see faces if, for example, in tree knots, or if we see, um, uh, you know, shadows and we extrapolate danger, that helps us survive. Right. And so that kind of turned into seeing the forces of nature as animistic, as, as mm-hmm. like holding spirit. Right. You know, and, and that helped us survive things like random bear attacks because yeah. we could like see shadows and be like, yeah. oh, there's something there's there and there's, yeah. there's something that's a threat. Um, and I find it really interesting that like a lot of p- 
people with a lot of tech money, a lot of sciencey people, a lot of men who have egos that they want to preserve for all time and they, and are putting money toward you know aging research and like cryogenics and things like that are also really like prone to the belief that we can hack the simulation if yeah. it were a simulation it's something that we can edit and modify to our liking it's a useful belief for them you know it's true would you be sad or excited or another emotion if you found out like had there, there was proof that we were in a simulation how would you feel it wouldn't change anything would, for me probably wouldn't matter because that would mean that our feelings are also simulations and that doesn't <laughs> matter to me it actually like doesn't matter to me whoa i i'm i feel more emotional <laughs> yeah i don't i i don't but maybe i'm just programmed to be more emotional <laughs> i would be like fascinating tell yeah. me more and i'd probably want to like probe the depths of it um knowing that I, 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 I don't know that it changes yeah. anything because it wouldn't change how I sure how much agency I have. Have you ever read the short story The Library of Babel by Jorge Luis Borges? I think I have. It's the one where, like, me which one. where like basically the, the universe is just a series of interlocking libraries and everyone yes. is like and there's an infinite amount of books and everyone is on this sort of quest to find the book of their life yes. that like yes. explains the meaning of their existence mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but it kind of was very like meta and tunnels back in on itself but anyways there's this there's this line in this piece uh, from the Paris Review and this one like weirdly haunted me where he writes um, to some that's the meaning that there is no meaning the hypothesis if true leaves us where we started lost beings in search of a creator which is why you aren't happy even when you get what you want because it's not really what you want what you really want waits in the next level or the level beyond that I don't know that just like it's like <laughs> he references the Peggy Lee song is that all there is mm -hmm. um, is that all there is to a fire and I was like oh that's such the like yeah what, is that all there is? <laughs> yeah, I don't think that that matters yeah. to me because Maybe I, like I think for a long time I've been a person who has very much lived my life with the uh, with the opinion that meaning is all made up and that I that's the that's the agency that mm, i choose to yeah. have and i'm not a person for whom things magically happen uh -huh. and i and i i'm a person for whom things happen when i go out and get them yeah and so but it's a very rational but, way of looking at things but i understand with our our new social media uh diets how someone can craft a narrative to make the second thing look like the first thing. Mm. The going out and putting yourself in the way of things and doing the hard work can be crafted into a narrative of like, these things just happen to me. Right. And I think it's like, and like wanting things. I don't think, I don't know. I think of like belief systems too as, um, as, as just like different sets of symbols that get us where we need 
to be or help us cope or and and I I think of those in my own mind as like extremely malleable and that I am a person who changes my mind a lot Mm -hmm. about how I see things and what and how I want to see things yeah so finding out that the universe is a simulation or our world is a simulation I'd probably be like oh cool new information <laughs> like that's it's it's yeah. sort of like finding out that um the earth revolves around the sun instead of the other way around you're just like huh okay I guess I might feel a little re- I think I would feel both sad and relieved simultaneously and why sad and why relieved I think sad because I think I am somebody who looks for meaning in a lot of things um that are external to me um and i look for signs and i look for synchronicities and i feel like i'm sort of just constantly groping in the dark to be like is this what's the meaning of this Hmm. or on my knees like what's the meaning of this um and i don't just do you ever just say like this means this because (sighs) that's what it seems to need to mean in this situation Ugh, i'm a big overthinker and i'm a mm. big overanalyzer like i, I just, mean i am too but like and I, but i am in an emotional sense mm. like i wouldn't say it's a, like a rational over <laughs> overanalyzing well, I, I mean i i, get I stuck think a lot, a lot yeah i think a lot about yeah. feelings too and i have a hard time like uh sometimes like getting perspective on things in the moment mm-hmm. um and so i'll yeah. just kind of loop around on myself but i think i might but feel I think we all do you we know all do, sure. we, we all live in in yeah. bubbles yeah, yeah that's we, true we all live without uh the full 360 I guess it view would make me sad because i'd be like wow i wasted a lot of emotional and mental energy like worrying about things that i have no control over which is probably just generally true (laughs) yeah i was gonna say it's probably i mean but would a simulation necessarily mean that you have less control over things than what you Uh, would naturally have i think so because i don't think but it depends on how the simulation is set up i guess that's true it's like what are my free will levels in the simulation i think there is sort of a um in in the same way that we think of algorithms as sort of like running off and becoming sentient i think there's also like a simplification of simulation as something that's like inherently simple um where I think there are simulations that could have the level of complexity to incorporate yeah, free will. That's true. And, um, or what we think of as, yeah. as free will and agency. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. This makes me miss teaching my f- philosophy and literature class because I love talking about this stuff. I think this is what the bats talk about when they're hanging upside down and, yeah. and talking. Oh yeah, we gotta talk about that next week. Yeah, uh, bats, um, bat I mean no, no surprise to anyone who knows <laughs> animals, but like bats have a language that's slowly being decoded by yeah. um, by neural nets. Yeah. Uh, scientists are recording and kind of like finding patterns through um, computer uh, simulations and algorithms. And I think they probably have a lot of philosophical discussions about upside downness because <laughs> they see the world differently. And yeah. then every now and then they see it another way. And then, and, and they, they see it through, um, through sound waves yeah. and constructions. Did you know that, um, well, we still don't really know the um, exact origin of bats as the only flying mammal, but there is a theory that because a lot of the time people talk about bats and think they are um, some kind of rodent or right. in, in that 
category, but uh, there's there's a, a theory that they're actually like um, a primate of sorts. I would like I a see little that. like a little monkey. You see those like flying foxes that yeah. are bats. Makes sense. They're um, like little monkeys, and they yeah. have like they have hand structures. Their wings are yeah, hands. They look they're totally uh, like hand is um, is is. Um, Oh, I'm gonna get this wrong. Cairo is hand, and Terra oh, is wing. That's hand cool. wing. That's their um, their species yeah. um, designation or their genus, I guess. Yeah, we will get into bat talk yeah. next week. But next I, week. I got to double up on some snackoscopes. So let me run through these like an auctioneer. Aries, this is a good week for getting things done, for not getting bogged down in other people's wishy-washiness or circular talking. By being as direct and forthright as possible, you set the standard for how people should interact with you. By being bold and brave in your visions, you pave the path for forward momentum. Listen to Mort Garson and eat pineapple. Taurus, so many big feelings this week for you with no bottom in sight. You crave certainty and resolution, but sometimes that comes at the cost of seeing a feeling all the way through. When you do this, you invite the ghosts to lodge in your heart. Don't search for tidy answers when the story is still unfolding before you. Sometimes you just have to wait, eat candy, and listen to Dio. Gemini, this is the season for slowing down for a beat. Even if you feel electric, even if you want to whirl until your teeth chatter, the benefit of this will be to help you get very clear on what you uh, do and don't want in your life right now. Sometimes the swirl and dust of life, in this world of dust and life, it can be hard to see what's helping you and what's holding you back. Take stock. Listen to Abra and drink tea. Cancer, this is a season for letting go of people, feelings, and environments that only make you feel caged or low. Sometimes when you've been stuck in these energies for a while, it can be hard to see the alternatives. Remember a time that you felt light, supported, and spacious. Where were you? Who were you with? How can you get there? Eat a burger and listen to Kiss. Leo, what is missing in your life right now? You might be aware of voids and strange shapes inside of you, and it might make you feel a little desperate and yearning. But give yourself the time and space to find the exact shape and texture of what needs to fill these voids. Talk to them like pets, ask them what they desire, listen to Black Sabbath, and eat a cupcake. And Virgo, this is a good time to relax your grip, to loosen your jaw, to stretch your limbs until they feel like jello. The way you move through the world physically can also inform the thoughts and patterns and obsessions in your head, which might feel a little exhausting these days. See if you can't change the way you move first and see what follows. Eat popcorn and listen to Heart. And you can tweet at us at Witch Radio. We're also on Instagram at Witch Radio. Let us know if you have any thoughts on the world as simulation. Next up is the Hanging Garden Radio Show. We're going to leave you with one from Earth Eater. It's called Not Worried. And we will see you next week. Bye. Perpetual beauty has me perpetually skeptical and chubby, 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 contextually flexible and chubby, 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 chubby. Artifactual blasphemy.
Community, community radio. Community, community, community radio. Community, community, community radio. Community radio for the San Francisco.